Um, at the end of Dead Man's Questions, we get an Iraqi author's note. And he oh, says right. that he was so sad about the idea of Kira not being able to listen to music that he cried. Yeah. And like, he's like, I, at first I was just making this, but then this character. I got myself so emotional about Yeah, he wanted such a simple thing and he couldn't have it. Yeah. Just like, you just want to be able to murder and be left alone. And it's sad. It's <laughs> fucking weird. I love it. Welcome to JoJo's Bizarre Explainer, a podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm Darius Kazemi. I'm Elizabeth Simmons. And I'm Courtney Stanton. And today we're going to talk to you about Kira in Dead Dog Hell. Yes, or someone in Dead Dog Hell. I mean, we were just talking about okay, this. Okay, yeah. And it's Kira, Kira, air quotes. Yeah. So Araki decided to make this Kira for some reason. I think that he basically like put all the recently dead characters into a hat and pulled one out. I was going to say, what we're talking about is the three-issue <laughs> arc, Dead Man's Questions, which was published as part of something else whose What's name escapes me. Under, under Execution, Under Jailbreak. Right. right. It's, a, it's a collection of like four shorts, um, one of which is this three-chapter thing about Kira's afterlife job. Right. And to me... Maybe it's because I like Kira so much, but I'm like, sure, it's Kira, fine, whatever. Well, He's like this now. <laughs> well, no, like, I mean, the thing is that I really like this story, and I like whoever the main character in it is. It just doesn't track to me as Kira. He does want a quiet life. He right. does want, like, an apartment to hang out Like, in. that's the thing. What's that's hel- true. What's hilarious to me is, and, like, and it opens with him being like, I read the paper, and then I smelled the roses for three minutes. And, I, you know, it's like, yeah. it seems like he's very into just wanting to have a little routine, and that feels very cure to me. And a recurring thing throughout all three chapters is him just being like, can I, can I, do I have a place to sleep? Like, can yeah. I just crash? I just want a room. I want to listen to Wagner. Yeah. yeah. Without headphones. And like that, <laughs> that feels like Kira bitching about like apartment, like having to live with people and being around people feels very Kira. To yeah. Me. And he is good at killing people. But again, well, he doesn't look like Kira. And I know that Iraqi's like visual style changes a lot, but. Yeah, he really doesn't look yeah, like Kira. Yeah, like he doesn't look anything like Kira. It, I would more likely believe that this was some sort of relative of Speedwagon because of the yeah. hat. Also, yeah, can we talk about what can we talk about what he looks like? Yeah. Uh, so he's got this bowler hat on. He looks a little bit like a uh, one of those dudes from Clockwork Orange. You know, he looks kind of like um an a grown-up like fully adult human-sized version of Heaven's Door. Oh yeah. Oh no, you're right. <laughs> Cuz I I think With the that suit I'm, and I'm realizing that like I've seen the cover of of Dead Man's Questions a lot because I have all the Rocky art books and like it's in there and yeah. I was always just like, "Oh, who's that?" And I guess I kind of always assumed it had to do with Pink Dark Boy somehow. Right. Yeah, he does look very Pink Dark Boy. Although he has the like Killer Queen insignia, like the little kitty cat skull thing on the back of his skull like where your skull meets your your spine yeah i didn't even notice does it have cat ears i don't, I don't think it does it just has it just has a reg- it, it's a regular skull i just assume that everyone with the his afterlife job like gets stamped with that so that you yeah. know that they're dead or whatever he's got a he he does have a tie but it doesn't have skulls yeah, no, he's got like a full Windsor tie. Um, and he doesn't, and the part, like it does make sense that he doesn't remember like how he died and stuff. I mean, it, it makes yeah. sense that they would have erased that. So so, so he's wearing a suit and a tie and a bowler hat and no shirt. And yeah. I just really need to make sure that we get that on the record. Yeah, sure. that's important. <laughs> Chippendale is what it is. That's true. He's a, he's a ghost Chippendale. It's amazing. The basic premise for this is that, so Kira died and his he has a job in the afterlife or he's like a ghost who hangs around and has to do tasks for certain people. Right. He's we, not allowed to go on. 
Yeah, he's not allowed to move on. He constantly says about how, like, you know, I don't know how I died, but I do know that I'm not allowed to move on. You uh, so know. I must suck. Yeah, I must. I must have sucked in life. And his job is apparently to exercise. No, to no, like his job. He's basically like like a licensed by the state Dexter. Like he has to go around killing murderers. Right. Um, so killing really horrible people right when they are at their happiest and they feel like they they like have the world on a string. Right. So he's like a he's like a spirit of justice yeah. or something. And this is like a theme that Iraqi cannot lay off. Like yeah. this idea that you, you die when you're happy. Yeah, like, we're gonna, like your life is going the best it could go and that's when you lose it all. Yeah, we're going to have a, another a future episode about his kind of ongoing one-off collection, The Spoke Shibir Rohan. Yeah. And that has bunch of examples of this but, too but also it just reminds me of a lot of his um like poker and gambling obsession as well the idea right. usually narratively the idea there is like you're riding high and then you lose it all right so or like and also there's this idea of like once you've acknowledged something in your soul something changes and like yeah. even though it's not exactly the same it's still this feeling of like oh like once you let yourself be happy right exactly yeah it's, right it's, these characters almost all many of these characters like are worried their whole life and are like trying really hard to not be happy because they know that if they are happy, then then calamity will befall them. And then they're like the main thing that kills them is they do manage to forget they're cursed and they right. become genuinely happy or they become happy despite the fact that they're cursed because they want to be happy. Right. I really also am obsessed with the idea that he has to follow vampire rules yeah. in order to like interact with people. Oh yeah. Yeah. He yeah. Can't, yeah. He can't enter anyone's domicile. dwelling yeah. yeah domicile which again it's like and it's I, strict like buffy vampire yeah rules. like you have to be invited in and but like, you can go into public spaces yeah yes and and, and you can be invited in on a technicality yes right. and i again like i get that this guy like he doesn't really look like kira he mostly doesn't act like kira but the thing of like kira who like his whole deal was just wanting to like have a place and like not be discovered in that place and like now there's this character who like I guess it's called Kira, but like his whole shtick is that he like he doesn't have a home and he can't go anywhere and he's always just invading other people's spaces. So I guess spaces. it is like actually Kira's hell. Yeah, exactly. He and he doesn't I, get to just be. Yeah, he's always out of place now, and I really like that. Like I, again, it's like I totally get your point, Eliz. That he do, it's like, and not once does he notice a woman's hands, and that feels right, right. Silly. Exactly. But but I do like I appreciate the idea that thematically this is very fitting that like Kira's trapped in a weird like. I mean, he thinks it's purgatory, but I do think that it's probably hell for him. And this, this is probably what happens when you get dragged off to dead dog yeah. hell is you get your own bespoke hell. You're right. It could definitely, because we only know through what he says. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, he says this. And like, and then, so he gets his jobs or at least one job, two jobs yeah. that we also, see. Also, he has to do what women tell him to. Yeah. <laughs> that's so, true. That's another. Yeah, because he, he's he's super hot monk lady. His hookup is this this monk with. I mean, I know it's a rocky, so whatever. But like, she has like a full face of makeup on, like full but, uh, shaved head, full she face rules. of makeup. Yeah, it's she's amazing. A monk in a temple. And she's, she's just awesome. hanging out with like a rake doing monk things, and, and she's then, not dead. No, yeah. And, yeah, but she and apparently she can just. So it's it's unclear to me like when he can and can't be seen, and when he can and can't. I mean, yeah. I think she can see him because she's a monk. Like she has right. like a spiritual. Uh, and, and so she can see okay, ghosts. Okay, that makes sense. He can get fucked up when something goes through, when he 
something touches him, but like he can't touch anything else, I think, and affect it unless he's killing people at like that. And, exact but time. it's weird because like one of the first things we see him do is like get a, take a page out of a magazine yeah. and tear, which is honestly like I like this, but it's this so feels good. this feels weirdly like more premeditated and smarter than Kira. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Where like he takes the little magazine and like tears out the dude and holds it up to so like a trick of perspective to make it look like there's someone at the door, which is through, through the, the keyhole. Through the eye hole. I yeah, mean, which is are we weird. sure that this hole. is Kira? Does it ever say that? It does. It's, yeah, he, he, he say literally name? says, I'm my name is Kira Yoshikage. Well, I don't know who I was. Maybe he's another Kira. That's true. Maybe it could just it be another could be guy. Like named another timeline. Yeah. That's like the a third timeline. Time, yeah. yeah. Maybe it's in the the Irene timeline. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that's really surprising to me is this is I think the first time I've ever seen a Rocky draw a butt crack. <laughs> like in the in the first chapter, because he he does see a woman. Kira sees a woman naked. And oh right, because like, she's changing. Ooh. Which first of all, that is like really wildly unlike Iraqi. Like one thing that we were talking about earlier is it's very impressive to me how when Iraqi tries to do cheesecake for like women's like fan service type stuff, the most he seems to be able to bring himself to do is to like have her skirt flip up so that you see like the underside of one ass cheek. Yep. And that's it. That's your fan well, service. First <laughs> with the important exception of the first panel of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Right. Right, but that was like... Well, as we learn in Rohan at the Louvre, which we are also talking about during this episode, that's true. Rohan, who's definitely not a Rocky, was told <laughs> very early on in his career that his women weren't sexy enough and that he needs to draw more big titties. Yep. Yeah, that's definitely and not... A, and he's annoyed yeah. by this. That's definitely not like a subtweet. Yeah, to the entire <laughs> publishing industry. Um, a Rocky, I assume, probably didn't have like enough women so yeah. in his art because he's literally telling us that he's been told that i mean he also talks about it in in manga and theory and practice which i haven't read but i've seen excerpts from it and he talks about how like the reason why the main character in part eight is a girl is because like he wanted there to be more sexiness or something which is really funny because obviously jojo's like super sexy yeah but I assume that he's referring to like a very specific idea of sexiness that has been communicated to him by some powers that be some editors or something. Yeah. Cause yeah, it's like, but yeah, this, this is one of the few times where it's like, Oh, a woman's naked and you see her butt and he actually has to draw the butt crack, which Iraqi hates I'm to imagining do. Imagining Iraqi just crying while drawing a butt crack. <laughs> yeah. Like, which we'll see, you know, in, in other, in other of these one shots that we cover, I think it'll be like another episode where we talk about the Spokashibe Rohan, but there's like, a couple times where it's just like, that's not how humans are. No. <laughs> just a very smooth lower back that keeps going. I mean, in part seven, like we get so many yeah. long lower backs with no butt crack. Yeah. He just, just won't. I, I mean, part eight too. He just like the, the longer, I mean, did he ever draw butt cracks in like in early? Jokers? Yeah, we got, we got lots of, um, pillar man butt crack. Well, but that's met. Well, no, but, but he they were all do wearing men thongs. Too. Yeah. No, there was Santana was fully nude from behind. Oh yeah, that's true. I really, I like that. Maybe the thing. someone was like, "Iraqi, if you're not going to draw women's butt cracks, you're not allowed to draw men's butt cracks." And he was like, "Well, <laughs> fuck you! I'm going to draw tons of butt crackless butts." I like. <laughs> see, this is the thing we should never be allowed to interview Iraqi because these are the kinds of questions I have for him. I'm Iraqi, not like, how do you feel about butt cracks? Like, what is? How do you decide when to put one in and when not? Because there's clearly some sort of rubric. I bet he'd not have consistent. a really good answer. But like bet, we could never predict. I bet it would be bullshit. I bet it would be amazing. It would be like, <laughs> yes, Jotaro's hat is part of his head and he was born that way. Right. He's a unicorn. Yeah. Do we want to 
talk any more about Dead Man's Question I mean, stuff? I think like... It's really good. It's like, good. that's the thing. It's like, there's, it's yeah. not a lot to say because it's just really good. It is, it is weird to me how many ideas a Rocky just oh. has lying around. Yeah. You did, you did like the eggs, right? Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I need a screen cap of Kira screaming, what the, what is with like, what's like, what the fuck is up with these eggs? The table turned into my arm, which turned into something else. And then there were these eggs. Whoa. Yeah. The yeah. eggs are dead, but they're alive. What's happening? Yeah. But this whole weird little universe that it's like, well, after you die, you have to do weird jobs. And like you, you can be torn up by living creatures if you come into contact with them. And so like there are ghosts that just are missing parts of themselves that like cower on the street. Like, yeah, he gets attacked by a dog and really fucked up. So again, that's some weird reversal shit right there. Um, I think also like one of the really cool things about this and the Rohan at the Louvre and this book, Shibe Rohan is like, we talk a lot about on the on the main line podcast um, about like, oh, what are the rules of this world? Like, okay, so now we know ghosts exist. Now we know this exists. But like what these little one-offs confirm is that there's just all this shit going on all the time and like only some of it is covered in JoJo. Yeah, stands, are, stands and their goings on are like 25% right. of the paranormal activity in this universe. Exactly. So like we just get to see a story about stands, but it makes sense because like we know it started with vampires, right? Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. even though Araki has like, you know, violently retconned his own origin <laughs> stories. Yeah, there's, there's vampires, there's uh, breath control magic, yeah. there's all sorts of shit. There's zombies. There's, there's zombies. There's any number of things. Uh, so yeah. we... But but yeah, so it's like even though Iraqi kind of makes rules about stands, like those rules don't apply to everything in the world, right? And there's some some just wild shit going on that doesn't appear to adhere to any consistent rule set, which is is nice because that explains like the two plot holes we've ever found, <laughs> right? So that's it for Dead Man's Questions. You know, read it's- it. It's, yeah, uh, it's 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 only available in fan translation, yeah. but uh, it's pretty easy to find. And, yeah, and it's it's a, it's a decent translation. Yeah, and it's like it's weird to me that I'm like this could be a whole other manga. That yeah. should, like a whole like just do a little diversion. No, Araki just throws away ideas that like everyone else would. Yeah, this would be like the billions thing. of dollars to have one of. Yeah. yeah, and instead it's just like oh, I'll just do like three chapters of this. Like, yeah. what if this is the thing? And it's like Jesus Christ, but it's like it's very well developed. And again, like I think that. He's got, I, it's just so weird to me because JoJo's is so dense and so wild. And it's like, oh, this is the stuff you somehow just didn't think you had room for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so instead it's over here. I like it. Yeah, it's cool. And it kind of ends like on an open-ended note, which a lot of these short one-offs do, um, which I really like too. Yeah, well, because I mean, as with like the Spoke Shiba Rohan, apparently he could just come back to it at any time yeah. and do more. So the other thing we wanted to talk about uh, before we, before next week's episode, when we will get hardcore into the spoke Shibe Rohan, um, is this other Rohan one-off, um, Rohan at the Louvre? Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about its publishing history. Yes, I was just going to say we should. Um, so uh, it came out in 2010, 2011, depending on you know what country you live in and what language you speak. And it's actually part of a series of comics that were kind of commissioned by the Louvre itself. Uh, the, the series is called The Louvre Invites the Comics. And it was actually a um, an exhibition at the Louvre in 2009. And uh, so they partnered with a bunch of comic artists. And one of the ones that they ended up partnering with was Hirohiko Araki. And I assume that when they said, you have to 
draw some comic that incorporates the Louvre in some way. He knew exactly which character to go to. <laughs> yeah. As he always does. So Darius, did you look at the other ones that the Louvre commissioned and you, did we just decide or did is it actually fact that the rest of them are all like kind of what you would expect of like a museum paying someone to make a story about that museum? I did not look at the other ones. Okay. The did covers look more conventional, but I also might just be biased. Yeah. I just cursed painting that murders for people is maybe not what the Louvre had in mind. I don't know. <laughs> well, also like at the the end of the book there. So I have the like the book version. It was actually the first gift my girlfriend ever got for me. Um, <laughs> That's a good first gift. Yeah. And so I finally read it um, <laughs> two years later. And it has like at the end, like a part of it with like information about the different art departments in the Louvre. Right. Um, and it starts out with like the first thing it says is like, unlike what you might think from the story, we actually don't have Asian art at the Louvre. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> None of our paintings will kill you. Please, please don't stay away from the Louvre. Anyway. So we get this story about Rohan is talking about when he was a kid. When So 10 years ago when he was 17, Rohan was like not. Yeah, he was just starting out, and so it was like just submitting his first manga, and was renting a studio from his grandmother, right? Yeah. I need an entire anime just about this woman's boarding situation. Yeah, me too. Her rules are great. Her rules are amazing, because I thought, so no couples, no pets, no smoking, no anything, but... I thought by no couples, it meant like no couples there, but apparently it means you're not allowed to be in a couple. Yeah. <laughs> like if you have a significant other, you may not stay only, here. This is a single. Full cells only. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is for a, this is a, this is a singles mixer. Yeah. And so, but she allows this one weird lady to stay because she's in the middle of a divorce and her situation is whatever. So she's like, okay, she's as like, long you're as a, you follow through with the divorce. Yeah, you're on your way to being a spinster. So yeah. that's cool. Well, provisionally let you in. I also just need to note, and I know I told you guys this, but like Iraqi can only draw one head at this point for yeah. women. And so it's just like, it's Jolene or Lucy Steele yeah. or like take, you know, take your pick. But apparently this is a different character, but it's she looks nice, exactly like It's a nice them. head. Yeah, that's no, good. It's fine. <laughs> he can draw one male head too. Right. He, Rohan definitely could just be gappy. He can this. put goiters on people. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, I mean, it's also weird to me because they're all basically like 2000 era Britney Spears. For the yeah. way, you know, and so I'm just like, okay, but like, they're a little fine. more like kind of hipstery. Some of them are, but yeah, it's just hilarious to me. So it's like Rohan meets this slightly older woman. Turns out the only women Rohan can be attracted to are ghosts. Yeah, and and in this, like, it's not even clear that he's attracted to her. In my opinion, until right. the end, like, because he. I mean, he's 17 and he's a confused gay boy. Yeah. So it makes sense like that he would have this like confusing crush on this older lady. She's like um, 21. Uh, right. Yeah. Which is which is old if yeah. you're 17. For yeah. Sure. Um, who, and she's married. Yeah, exactly. So it seems she seems old. I'm yeah. Sure. Well, yeah. And she's actually like 200 or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I also really like that for Iraqi, like, ah, oh, bitches are so erratic is like, well, she's like a haunted painting. Yeah. So, you know, she has her reasons. Yeah, like she just, wasn't she wasn't being like overly emotional because it was her period or something. No. She was being overly emotional because she's bound by ghost rules. Yeah. yeah. And, I just, I, <laughs> I just <laughs> and also it. I love that like it ends up being Rohan's relative. Yeah, of course. So you good. know, that time when you get horny for your ancestor. Yeah. I mean, it's 
yeah, it's like. I also have, so, I mean, I guess maybe she like had siblings and one of those siblings made Rohan. Yeah. Family, because I'm just like, but if you got, and I'm still not clear on what the fuck is happening, which okay, is a very so let's, common. Let's, let's go through feeling. what actually, what we see happen. Right. Is, so he like meets her and then right. she disappears. Yeah. He like draws her because he's been told by his editors that he needs to learn how to draw women. Right. And she's like, you're drawing me? What? And he's Why? like, I need to put some big, big titties in my manga, apparently. Oh, but I also like how she's kind of nagging. You know, she's yeah. like, she's like, oh, are you published anywhere? He's like, well, no, not yet. He's like, yet. you shouldn't ask a, a manga artist that. Yeah. yeah. Especially <laughs> do you think beginner. You'll, do you think you can like survive on this? Like, oh, she is. No, she's totally a mom. Um, yeah. It's too real. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then she finds out that he's drawn her into them and she, you know, very reasonably takes a pair of scissors what I would and do. stabs his manga. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, while screaming, she's, a, she's clearly an ancestor of his. That's, yeah. that's runs in the family. She Extra knows shit. that that the only way to kill a work of art is by stabbing it repeatedly. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So it needs to die. So she does that, and, and then, then and then that's like a, a period of his life where he's just like, "Wow, I wonder what happened to her." That's an unresolved yeah. thread for me. Oh, also, like he accidentally initially he accidentally walks in on her in the bathroom because his grandma uses like <laughs> uh, like. Japanese hairstyles from antiquity as the like men's and women's symbols on the bathroom. Yeah. And he's so, like, I don't know what this means. So yeah, so it's like the super old school like samurai hairstyle for men. Yeah, and, and like the geisha hairstyle for women. And it's really it's cute. I like adorable. that Rohan's like yeah. why can't you just put men's and women's? Yeah. <laughs> Um, embarrassing but yeah, this is, my pubescent self. Yeah, and yet another time where like he rocks in on her in the bathroom and she has no ass crack, so that's also upsetting. <laughs> Rohan was traumatized early on by learning that women don't have ass crack. Maybe yeah. ghosts don't have ass cracks. Maybe, Maybe that's how you know Shit. that they're ghosts. Did we ever see? Because ghosts don't eat, so why would they poop? Crack? I don't know, but, that, but then you're saying that there's a lot of people in part <laughs> that's seven. The sound of my who are mind ghosts. Exploding. And I, I, I would true. believe it. So in the midst of her. It's kind of freaking out on him. She also manages to name drop some cursed painting and painter. Right. As you do. And the painting is the blackest color black that ever blacked. And I meant to it's, look up that asshole who like made that super black. Oh, yeah. The, um, it, but I didn't care enough to do yeah. that. It, uh, it's the opposite. It's the aesthetic opposite of the Mona Lisa. Yeah. The Mona Lisa is the most beautiful thing and this is the most evil thing. And so this is what makes me think that Kira is writing this manga. That like <laughs> Yeah. I've seen the Mona Lisa. It's all right. It's fine. Like, <laughs> like it's not bad. What was bad was the like massive crowd of assholes around yeah, me who would not back the fuck off. It's very to look at it. Yeah, no. IRL. When you go see the Mona Lisa, the way you know that you found the Mona Lisa is the entire hallway of the Louvre is clogged with people trying to look at the Mona Lisa. It's so tiny, too. Which is really small. It's a, and it's, it's behind reflective glass, so it's really hard to see. Yeah, and so you, it's it's like the the angle of viewing is really bad because of the protective glass. So it's not like you can even sort of like sidle up to it. So it's just you know a ring of people about like twenty feet deep, and I'm not kidding. Like it's just like 20 there's literally people. no reason to go see it IRL. Yeah, there's yeah. just no reason. It's fine, but you like you can it's see tiny. super nice reproductions of it. Yeah, that are going to give you just the same feeling because you can't get close enough. Or yeah, it just. But yeah, like it's like I because I like to be able to like stand <laughs> yeah. and breathe and look at art, and uh, you can't do any of that. It's like the, like going to Coachella and 
<laughs> or you just sort of stand there and it's like, oh my God. The point is just to post on Instagram that you were there. Yeah, yeah apparently. Well, exactly. yeah. So yeah, it's awful. Um, by the way, it's Anish Kapoor is the artist right. who licensed Vanta Black and right. yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So. so yeah, so this is basically the Japanese Anish Kapoor. But, but it's, it turns out that the black paint is like from evil bugs. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, so I guess the artist cut down a tree and some sort of thousand year old 2000 year old tree and there were some sort of like I got the black spider but they were not quite bugs I got the implication that they were like aliens oh yeah they they were spirits or stand aliens or something yeah he thought that they that it was ink or he used the material to make paint right but it was actually like alien spirit blood yeah and so now like we do use bugs to make yeah exactly yeah um and so now if you look at the painting somehow it summons the so what it mm, what it does is somehow i will just say what they tell us and then we will decide what that actually means what it does is it summons all the people from like your ancestors who have died and it makes you, and if you touch them, you die in the exact same way that they died. Yeah. So we see this, like, someone, like, touches their ancestor and they, like, drown because the person drowned. Yeah, because her son drowned. Right. I also got the sense that... Or, I mean, he's not an ancestor, right, but, but yeah, relative. relative. I got the sense that guilt was somehow involved. Yeah, because the four people who do die all die in a manner befitting that, that happened to a person who died more or less because yeah. they... Or, you know, who they feel guilty because about of their, their actions. Yeah, yeah, like, but it also Rohan just happened to be in the basement with four people who, like, had accidentally killed people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. But it's also, uh, but I think to Elis's point, it does summon all of your relatives because yeah. Rohan's like, oh, there's that person, that person, there's that Nana. person. Yeah. And I think, I think what happens is, like, you are drawn to the person yeah. you feel most guilty about. All right. Yeah, makes sense. Um, and so, yeah, so they, like, so Rohan you know 10 years go by and then rohan uh looks up no he was talking uh he's sitting around with with okiyasu right and okiyasu the thread that holds everything together it's it's okiyasu and koichi and josuke's um, back josuke's back just like in the ovas by the way i like that the opening page of rohan at the louvre is just him being like i'm rohan i'm an artist i have this power here's a picture of me using it on koichi <laughs> Koichi posed for this filming. Oh, I didn't even pick up Me on neither. that. That's beautiful. That's yeah, I like he's like, wrong. but that's not a big deal. And now I'm going to talk to you about some things. Yeah, I write words. It's fine. It's whatever. <laughs> it's a useless power. Yeah. Uh huh. Sure. It's OP. God. Um, but uh, so Okiyasu goes. Rohan, you sure do remind me of the Mona Lisa. <laughs> Which is, by the way, like, try, I don't know what that is. Is that a pickup line? Does Okiyasu think it's a pickup line? Would that work? I love it. But yeah, and, and then Kuichi's like, but that's a girl. And I'm just like, no. no and Okiyasu's no. like, no, it's not. Uh-huh. So to, it's fine. to talk about what Courtney's alluding to here, uh, a few years ago, um, some theories were put forward and they've been sort of circling for a while. There was a paper put out by someone basically claiming Da Vinci, extremely gay, had a known gay lover slash muse who he painted a bunch. And basically this, this historian was like, if you look at the Mona Lisa and you look at the paintings of his gay lover, you can see that they share a lot of the same bone structure, a lot of this. You know, and so he, and so this particular researcher is like, it seems to be him painting his gay lover as a woman, like kind of like, you know, uh, androgenizing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, no one knows bit. who she is. So, right. So. Yeah. Who is she? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah. so that's what Courtney's alluding to when, uh, when, 
when uh, Koichi's like, but the Mona Lisa's a girl. Yeah, you know, maybe she is. I, maybe not she for is. me to say. Maybe yeah. she isn't, but it's not a given. Yeah, yeah, well, she's definitely not a cis woman, is what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> right. It, Rohan being in, in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah. Who's to say? That's right. Right. So they start talking about the Louvre like you do when your friend's boyfriend tells you that you look like one of the most famous paintings <laughs> in the world. Friend? Yeah. His enemy's boyfriend. Yeah, sure. Yeah, his, the shitbag's boyfriend. <laughs> They're right. on a double your, date. Your local nemesis's yeah. boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> and your Rohan's like, oh, right. That thing that time when that girl disappeared and she was into a painting and I like paintings. So he just decides to get on the Louvre's website, which is, by the way, my favorite part it's of this whole hilarious. manga is Araki's version of the Louvre's website it's circa whatever year. 2010. No, but this is. Oh, right. Because, yeah, because yeah. now it's in the future. So, yeah. Araki, have you been on the Internet? Yeah, recently there's a, there's a it says Louvre there's a search box there's a picture of the Mona Lisa it reminds just the Mona Lisa's eyes it reminds maybe that is what the Louvre website looked like that's right fair then. yeah I don't know in Japan. Oh, I, I'm checking archive.org now oh, do okay. it but yeah so he ends up being like okay well I wonder if they have this in their collection nothing online says that it's in their collection I'll go to France yeah, why not? Well, now he's famous and rich, so he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. But he couldn't when he was 17. Yeah, the dream. So he just flies to France and flies to Paris just so that he can go to the information desk right. and be like, hi, do you have this painting that it says you don't have? Right. And the lady there looks it up and she's like, uh, actually, yeah. Weirdly enough, we do. But it's in this fucking haunted basement. <laughs> so, uh, and I really want to guess know. we'll all go there. It's and in the house of leaves. It says, yeah, <laughs> like I, and so this is the part where I am choosing to be credulous enough that all the weird facts that are getting delivered to us about how the Louvre stores its art and, and where, and I'm just like, checks out. Okay. Sounds good. So the thing is that, when I was nine, I went to Paris with my family and the Louvre, this was in 1997 or 1998. And, <laughs> and, uh, I was 17. Yeah. Well, I was, I'm, I'm a baby. The Louvre was having an exhibit of like the tunnels underneath it. Oh, cool. That were, and like, I haven't looked this up since then. So like, cause I've, I'm kind of just letting it memory. live in my yeah. memory. Yeah. But it was my favorite thing that we did in France because it was so like, weird and fucked up and dark i was like when i was nine this will surprise nobody i was like really into like reading about like torture and yeah you were a and, creepy kid yeah yeah and like like execution like historical execution chambers and like oubliettes and yeah all that fun shit um and so i was really into the louvre dungeons and it was really cool because like they hadn't really restored it that much so it was really just like you were walking under like like in these old caves and like catacomby type things under the Louvre. So what you're saying is this is 100% accurate. Yeah. When I was reading this, I was just like, yeah, that seems right. That's what what happened. I went there. Mm-hmm. Speaking of 100% accurate, uh, he's not too far off on the oh, Louvre. I knew oh, it. I knew it. The Louvre. You think the <laughs> come, Louvre in, nine, in 2009 is going to have a good website? He fucking did it. He 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 abstracted it a little bit, but it is a relatively decent rendering I of the Louvre website circa 2009, 2010. So it. this is this manga is a documentary. Yep. And I was wrong. I was right about the I mean, this is how I know it's true about the catacombs <laughs> too. And so yeah, so I assume that the one piece of Asian art that the Louvre has ever collected. Well, no, they used to, but then they stopped, according to the book. Ah. They just haven't since like 1945 or something. I wonder right. why. When I wonder someone, what happened When then. someone I think died it, from touching their ancestors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was, um, that was around the time cars died. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Right. So yeah, once God left the planet, (laughs) they're like, we can't find Japan on a map anymore. (laughs) (laughs) That checks out. Um, Um, So yeah, they're like, oh, it's, it's, it's in this haunted basement, this haunted ass painting you want to look at. Like we need to get, uh, we need the like the guy who's in charge of this collection plus two firemen. Yeah, just two beefy firemen. Because <laughs> yeah. we need do. to have the, the beefcake. Well, so Rocky was like, <laughs> all right, the ratio of women to men in this comic so far has been way too high. So we gotta like, <laughs> that's true. It's true. Like, change two that. Two women. No, plus including a, the yeah, grandmother. Yeah, it's like three, three women. women with speaking roles. Too many. Two yeah. that's like too too many so for Rocky. We gotta Rocky. just throw in some twin beefcakes. They're just yeah. twins. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Um, because they are. I also have to mention that Rohan dresses up to go see the art at the Louvre, which I mm-hmm. find extremely charming. That's right. Um, he also chastises some youths for looking less... Correctly. And I, But I find that less charming. Uh, leave people alone. But while he's about ready to get into the Louvre, one minute he's standing at a newsstand, totally normal. Well, totally normal for him. Like, he's wearing basically straight drag, but with three belts on his arms. So, uh, but he's just like there fully clothed and normal and then like the next panel is this two-page spread of rohan with like his pants undone and his shirt is half undone he's like he's holding his shirt open pulled his sweater up above his nipples like it's, he's doing a he's doing a classic jojo pose oh it's just yeah like, what are your arms doing but it's like there was a breeze and it's Iraqi, like oh doing this now iraqi spent like 20 minutes on his belly button god it's incredible and it's a and it's a two-page splash uh with with the uh pyramid from the louvre on the other side and rohan on one page Two and equally beautiful pieces of art yeah exactly we can talk also about like how beautiful this whole oh book god is. yeah it's so gorgeous. yeah i mean you know iraqi he he spent way more time on this than he would normally spend on like a on like um, a manga. Right. Well, usually um, he also doesn't color them. Yeah. Right. Most yeah. color art we see of Iraqis is either like special pages at the beginning or of fans. things or fan colored or like giant art installations that get right. turned into his art books. Yeah. Um, and so this is kind of a whole book more or less drawn like his art pieces are. It's yeah. beautiful. Um, and you can really see like where he uses Sharpie and like, like you can see like, texture through it and you can see like how he does Rohan's hair with just like individual strokes instead of outlining. The coloring Um, is so good. I wish, I mean, I know he wouldn't ever finish anything, but I just wish he could color everything. Yeah, because it's it's really understated. It doesn't look like a like a normal comic. It's very like he has a limited palette and he doesn't color everything in. Yeah. It's very beautiful. It's a little bit of a watercolor effect actually. I actually really like what he does with the like lipstick colors for Rohan where it's like sort of a wash or used as a high, like he'll establish Mm -hmm. it and then it's just suddenly it's just the highlight color for his mouth. So it's not like a blue mouth in every panel. Uh, Yeah, it's gorgeous. Also, Rohan's wearing either is not colored in or it's just all white, which I assume is a Jotaro homage. Um, One thing. (laughs) He's just borrowing Jotaro's clothes. Yeah, essentially. And this is available in English, like through publishers that you can like just buy. The Louvre in in particular. Yeah, the publisher. Yes. And (laughs) it's, uh, but also something that I discovered, which is really amazing, is that public libraries actually tend to carry this because it's like, I think librarians pick it up because it's from the Louvre. Right. And so our just our like local yeah. library next door to our old apartment had this sitting on the shelves in the graphic novels section. And I was like, oh my God. And it's a and the the hardcover is a nice addition. Yeah. It's uh really it's it's really worth either going to your library or buying mm-hmm. the hardcover and yeah, just it's like, and, cause it's like it's like an art book in addition to being Yeah, uh, it's like fifteen bucks story. or something. Yeah. yeah, it's great. It's like it's really nice. Um 
It's like just very pretty. Yeah. And yeah, and fucked up shit happens in it. So mm-hmm. that's great. Yeah, it's very much a JoJo's short story. Right. Yeah. Like they get to this basement and they see the painting and then immediately everyone starts dying in weird ways. In like the most fucked up grotesque ways. <laughs> yeah. It's very, gets, uh, it's very um, uh, Willy Wonka. <laughs> yeah, but murderous. Like more murderous. So much brains. Uh, yeah, a lot of brains. Just and then like a, in Willy Wonka. A lot of right. people getting hit by invisible cars. I actually really like how the mom drowns. Yeah. Where it's just she completely fills with water and then just like explodes vomits like a water. Yeah. Pretty fucked up. And then Rohan starts getting attacked, even though Rohan has never done anything wrong. He says, I have. Well, oh, no, wait, that's no, in a different there. thing. <laughs> but we um, know, spoiler alert, we know Rohan has never done anything wrong. But he, so he does the thing with Heaven's Door where he's really smart. He, like, he, he wipes his own memory. Yeah, he uses Heaven's Door on himself to write in, I cannot remember anything. Right. I forget everything. And I get really stressed out when he was doing this. And I was like, fuck, how's he going to, how's he going to remember things? What if he forgets about Jotaro? And he does, you know, but then he does like the memento thing where he leaves himself a note which but the note is to like rub his own face and like so it erases him not remembering anything right. which is sure fine. um and this whole time there's like the one sinister painting in the background where you can only like it's peeking out and it's mostly black and there's like white lines on it look like kind of of a woman yeah and it's very good it's just so nice it turns out she's like Rohan's haunted ancestor. And yeah, she was engaged to the artist who got murdered, who got uh, executed right. for chopping down the old tree with the alien bug paint in pigment it. in yeah. it. And so somehow that means that she's like trying to protect Rohan. And or... it means like she was, so she, he was saying that like if she hadn't, so this is obviously the lady who stayed his first crush or whatever. And she, he was saying that, he would have been killed maybe if she hadn't destroyed his manga. So I was thinking that maybe that had something to do with it. Like if you do like, an image of her, it like restarts the curse or something. Something. But yeah, it's it's super no not idea. clear to me. I don't care that much, but I'm just like, because it's, it's very clearly a weird contrivance for Iraqi to just draw yeah. a lot of really weird and beautiful things. I mean, as we've with. discussed a few minutes ago, like one of the cool things about the one-offs is that they expand the world rules. Yeah. So despite our, I, I mean, not that I think that we, the explainers, should go out of business because of it, but <laughs> it does demand way less explanation than his usual, you know, the usual episodes. Right. Because it's less of a feeling of like, well, here's this yeah. rigid like rule set yeah. that I'm then going to forget about in three yeah. issues. <laughs> Instead, it's just more like, here's some weird, and also all of the Rohan stuff, because we're going to cover more of the Rohan stuff in other episodes. It's all kind of based on, it's like, here's some weird, unexplainable stuff. Right. You know, like Rohan would be just the most fascinating dinner companion, because like all he has Obviously, is confusing. For any number of reasons. Well, right. But one of them is it's just all his anecdotes are like this. So maybe just like a short dinner. Like, I don't know. But yeah, so he, he doesn't die, but those four people are dead. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and he's like, oh, well. Well, oh, they well. disappeared and will never be seen again. And like, yeah, you saw them die, dude. Yeah, but what Just, happened to the bodies? <laughs> they're dead, probably. Yeah. But yeah, and then like <laughs> that painting is, you know. They burned it. Gone. The end. Dun, yep. dun, dun. That's it. That's Rohan at the Louvre. Yeah, it's like not, I don't find it a very satisfying ending, but I also don't really need it to be a satisfying I love, ending. I actually really love how Rocky ends all of his one-offs, which is like basically like, that, yep, was that weird. sure did happen. All right. Anyway, <laughs> it's a mystery. And I'm just like, cool, great. Yeah, Raises more was, questions. That was just a fucked up thing that happened. I had an experience. Bye. Yeah. The end. Yeah. And that's, that's it. This was our experience of the fucked up yeah. thing that happened. Because someone, because as we learn in the spoke Shibiro on like, uh, 
the reason why Rocky writes any of these things is because his editor is like, I need 42 pages by tomorrow. And Rocky's <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> what did Rohan do this time? <laughs> what, have, what have I been doing? Yeah. yeah. JoJo's Bizarre Explainer is recorded in Portland, Aura, Aura, Oregon. You can follow us on Twitter at ExplainJoJo or find us on the web at ExplainJoJo.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us the kind of review that Kira would leave for listening to Wagner with no headphones on.